Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. All right, it is The Big Show. Welcome back. We're at the warehouse in Orem. You just heard sounds of the week, DJ. Brought to you by Action Plumbing. Call Action Plumbing and get your preseason furnace tune-up. It's safe to check for 33 bucks. Call 801-833-3333 or actionplumbing.net. All right, we'll have Howard Beck coming up uh, momentarily. Uh, DJ, we just heard that the two-minute report came out, and they said that that foul that was called against uh, Rudy Gobert was, in fact, a foul. Well, then there you go. And they said that the foul committed against Rudy Gobert by uh, by uh, Hayes was uh, not a foul. With two tenths of a second left, they right. shouldn't have whistled that, huh? That's that seemed to be what Alvin Gentry was saying. That, along with a few other choice <laughs> words, as he went back down the sideline and retreated to his bench so as not to get ejected before overtime. I'm telling you, I don't know what would have happened if uh, if Rudy Gobert had hit both of those free throws, <laughs> other than the fact that the Jazz would have won. I think the roof might have blown off that building. Well, they would have come out and found the bus upside down. <laughs> That's how that would have worked. I don't, Tires in the air. Everybody's upset. I mean, I don't know what the crowd is. Hey, I, I've, been, I've been to Smoothie King. I, I've seen games there. I've covered games there. But I don't know. It seems like this pellet. Sounds like this Pelicans uh, fan base is sort of getting behind this team. Yeah, now. it still looked like it was half full there. So, <laughs> I don't know. It takes a while to sell season tickets. Yeah, it's yeah. football country. It's an uphill battle. Well, uh, But you know what Rasheed Wallace would say? Ball don't lie. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you another guy who doesn't lie is Howard Beck uh, coming over now. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The NBA Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Cold weather is here. Your home's heating system ready? Lee's Heating and Air is now offering their winter furnace checkup for only $59. Call Lee's Heating and Air today at 801-747-LEES or online at leesheatingac.com. As the intro said, Howard Beck joins us now. And uh, Howard, David James sitting in for the vacationing Jake Scott as we speak. But uh, how the heck are you, Howard? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? We're doing, uh, DJ, how are you doing? I'm above average. Above average. I'm above average. It's Friday afternoon. I'm above average. Howard, we watched a game last night, uh, Jazz against the Pelicans. It was a heck of an entertaining game. There was some controversy with it and whatnot. But uh, uh, the Jazz have been really playing well, as we've talked to you through the weeks. You're aware of that. But I I think that Pelicans team might might have a foundation for something good moving forward. You know, um I think they do. I thought they did when the season began. I thought they did even after Zion went down. And I still think they do now, even though the standings suggest that they're a team that's struggling. Uh, they're 16 and 26. Obviously, all that's without Zion. 
I think overlooked in Zion's absence is that they've also had injury issues to several other guys, primarily and most importantly, Drew Holiday, who has been out a lot um, and is really critically important to them. And he's also important because his name has been floated, and it's baffling to me, his name has been floated in recent weeks as this is a guy to keep your eye on as trade as the, the trade deadline approaches because you know the Pelicans aren't going anywhere right now. They got a young team, and Drew Holiday could be really valuable. And, and here's some teams that could really benefit from him. All of which sounds kind of logical, and especially from the perspective of teams around the league that could really use a, a great two-way point guard like Drew Holiday. But I think, and I was running this by some people in the last couple of days around the league, and, and they tend to agree. David Griffin, the Pelicans GM, has no urgency to make a move like that. What they have, and why I was high on the Pelicans, maybe too, too much so, before the season began, is that they've got this really interesting mix of young guys like Brandon Ingram, who you guys saw light up the Jazz last night, and it's not just them. Ingram's been, been killing teams left and right the last couple of months. He's been fantastic. And they got him, they've got Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart, the three guys they got from the Lakers in the Anthony Davis deal. They got Zion coming back next week. And then they got these veterans, Drew Holiday, who was a holdover, Derek Favors, you guys know well, J.J. Redick. I thought it was a really, really nice blend of young talent that's ready to blossom and veterans who were capable and, and very uh, well positioned to help mentor those guys. And I still think that's the best formula for them. And considering that Zion's been out the last couple of months and has yet to play a regular season minute, and considering that Ingram is, is blossoming, like, I don't think there's urgency to do anything with that roster. I, like, I'd have to be blown away if I'm David Griffin to trade Drew Holiday. You know, I, I want to see, see the entire roster healthy. I want to see Drew Holiday healthy and Zion out there and Ingram with all the confidence that he's acquired in the last couple of months doing what he's doing. That's the team I want to see. And given that the West is in it's this rare year where you might make the playoffs as an eighth seed with a losing record, the Pelicans can still actually make a run at that, that eighth spot. It's not out of the question. They'd be like four games out, maybe three and a half games out. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's fascinating. So the Jazz had a 10-game win streak. They've won 14 out of 16, but it's largely been against sub-500 teams. There was a win in there against the Clippers, and the Clippers were. They did have their two big guys playing, so, the, you know, Paul George was there and Kawhi Leonard was there. That's the marquee win in this stretch. But between now and the All-Star break, they go home and home with Denver, home and home with Houston, home and home with Dallas. They haven't seen these teams yet. They also play Miami and Indiana, and they lost to both of them on the road, but now they get them at home where the Jazz have the best home record in the West. How are the Jazz going to perform over those eight games? I won't predict. Um, obviously, the Jazz are in a, a much better rhythm right now. But a couple things. As you point out, it's fair to note the schedule has been soft during the, this, this winning trend. And not, you know, not just the 10 in a row, but whatever, 50 out of 16, whatever it was. Um, they've been great. But, yeah, uh, beating up on a lot of losing teams. Now, as I always say, Part of being a good team is consistently beating the bad teams, and you can't control that part of the schedule, and you can't, you know, all, all you can do is beat the teams that are in front of you, as, as the cliche goes. And to be a good team, you have to consistently beat those guys. But, yes, we're, we're, the, the Jazz's baseline is not can you beat up on the bad teams. Their baseline is are you a contender? Can you can you can deal with the, the Denvers and the Lakers and Clippers and Bucks, Sixers, you know, all, all that, that group at, at the top level. 
So these next couple of weeks heading into the All-Star break, there will be some stiffer tests. We'll see how they do. Somewhere along the way, probably soon, we're going to see Mike Conley back. And that's actually the more important test for the Jazz is how to integrate Mike Conley now that they've got this really great rhythm going with Donovan Mitchell being a primary ball handler and the engine of that offense and Joe Ingles back in a nice rhythm. Everybody's roles are, are pretty well defined right now. And but you got to accommodate Mike Conley. The, the guy's a, you know, a, a great point guard and your marquee acquisition of the offseason and a, a guy who still should be really important to, to their ability to make a deep playoff run. But, you know, when, when things are going well, you don't want to necessarily mess with the formula. So they, that's, that's Quinn Snyder's challenge right now is, is figure out how to do that in a way that doesn't diminish what Joe Ingles has done, uh, having, you know, come back to the starting lineup, that doesn't diminish what Donovan Mitchell's doing as a guy who's, who's you know, been their, their, you know, their everything at, at, on, on the offense, playmaker and, and ball handler and scorer. Howard, uh... I've never seen Rudy Gobert play better. I mean, he missed a foul shot last night that could have won the game for the Jazz, but uh, you're fully aware of what he's doing this year. You mentioned Donovan Mitchell there, 46 points last night. He was spectacular in that game. And I'm not really into individual accolades, but people here want to know, can both of these guys end up on the All-Star team? I think they both can. I'm not sure if they both will. I do think that this recent winning streak uh, or, or uh, just winning trend, you know, uh, 15 out of 17, like again, whatever that is. I think it's 15 out of 17. I think helps them a lot because, look, you, you can't control the fan vote. Neither of them are getting in on, on, on uh, the fan vote, and I don't think the player-slash-media vote, which is the other 50%, is going to get those guys in. So the key for both Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert is what are the coaches going to do when they vote on the reserves? And it's the, it's the coaches who have been blocking them this whole time, essentially, anyway. You know, fans vote for the most popular guys, um, and there's all kinds of reasons why they haven't been voted in on, on the, the, the starter side of it. The reserves is the key. That's the coaches. And when the coaches look up at the standings and they see the Jazz, you know, hovering in that top four somewhere, you know, maybe they get back to two again, it makes an impression. It's, it's, it's important. You know, I mean, I listen – I think I ranted on your show last week. I ranted on Zach Lowe's podcast a couple weeks ago about the fact that coaches are completely uh, inconsistent or hypocritical about this. They all say they want guys who play defense. They want guys who win. And then they don't vote in Rudy Gobert, who plays defense and wins and anchors one of the top defenses year in, year out. So we'll see. But I I do think that they pay attention to the standings. And I do think that it's harder to ignore the jazz or not ignore is too strong a word, overlook their two stars uh, if they're high in the standings. And so we'll see, we'll see if this is the breakthrough year. We'll see which way it breaks. If they, if they only go for one of them. And that's the other thing too. It's, you know, we all go through this exercise, right? Well, well, is this, is this team deserving of two star, two, two all-stars or three all-stars? And if a team is, you know, in the top four in their conference, it's always a lot easier to justify, you know, Chris Middleton along with Giannis, you know, or, uh, you know, Bam Adebayo along with Jimmy Butler. You know, if you're, if you're lower in the standings, it's harder to justify a second all-star from a team. So I, it's going to be interesting to see if, if coaches try to, to shoehorn them both in there because there is a lot of competition. It is, it is a tough exercise. 
So you've talked about, you know, legitimate contenders. Can the Jazz compete with the Nuggets and the Clippers and the Lakers? If you look at the standings, the Lakers have separation. Who's built to beat the Lakers? Or are we just going to be watching playoffs and at the end the Lakers are going to come out of the West? No, I I still think it's Lakers and Clippers. Uh, You know, and that's not to say that the Nuggets or the Jazz, maybe even the Rockets, you know, could – um, could throttle them at some point or, or you know catch them at the right time. Who knows? I, I think on paper the team that is is the best built to challenge the Lakers or stop the Lakers is the Clippers, and they've they've been you know they were my preseason favorite. They were a lot of folks' preseason favorites, and not by a lot over the Lakers, but the Clippers because they have this incredible uh, perimeter D uh, anchored by. Kawhi and Paul George and Patrick Beverly, that's hard to match. The fact that they've got Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell as this this fantastic one-two punch coming off the bench. I think the Clippers, as I've said many times, just have the better overall balance and depth, in part because they have a Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell. The Lakers don't have the equivalent of those kinds of guys, and a lot is is on LeBron and and Anthony Davis' shoulders. Now, their, their depth is fine. Like They have a bunch of guys who contribute in a variety of ways, from you know the Avery Bradley and Rajon Rondo types to Dwight Howard and, and JaVale McGee, like they've all they've done a nice job of of squeezing you know the most out of all these guys. But there's you know on a, on, if, if Anthony Davis is not functioning in, in some way, if he's limited, if he's hurt, if he's out, if LeBron is limited, if he's hurt, if he's out, that's where it, it becomes a big problem for the Lakers because they don't have anybody else who can really fill it up or or make a major impact on their own. They've got a lot of really good role players. The Clippers actually have some other guys who can who can carry, specifically Lou Williams. So um, I, uh, I've, I'm still, you know, same as I felt all along. I think we're heading toward an inevitable clash of the Titans in L.A. Whatever round that comes in, um, we will see. But I, I do think that whoever wins that uh, expected series I think is the team that is going to be coming out of the West and, and maybe the champion. So those two teams uh, battle each other, but there's other stories in the West. Whoever ends up at the top, they're very interesting. One of them, obviously, Luka Doncic. Are you as high on him, Howard, as uh, as it seems that a lot of folks are? It's impossible not to be, Gordon. I mean, um, even last season, you know, his rookie year, you could see it. You could see he was special. You could see he had this advanced feel for the game, <clears throat> excuse me, and this amazing ability to kind of manipulate the game. He's not, like, you know, uh, explosive, but he is athletic, and he does know how to manipulate a defense just with his pacing and his, his change of pace. Obviously a very good shooter, and he's been a great clutch shooter, an incredible playmaker, and – he just, you know, he took another leap this season, and he has been in that MVP conversation since November. And while he won't win it because the Mavericks don't have that kind of team, they're they're not going to be, you know, uh, you know, top in the, you know, top team in the West. But they're going to be a playoff team, and he's, you know, you're, you know, ninety percent of the reason. Um, he's going to make some MVP ballots, you know, lower down. And he's going to, you know, obviously he's going to be a starter in the all-star game for the first time as a 20-year-old, you know, second-year player. And he's doing things that no 20-year-old has ever done. So uh, it's, it's impossible not to be blown away by what Luka Doncic has, has done and, and to, you know, just be excited about what he could still become. 
in this league. I mean, he's, he's got a lot of years and a lot of development left, and um, he's, he's already incredible. The Thunder got off to a dreadful, I think it was 6-11 and 11 start, and have been much better since then. Have they really found something? Did they do a much better job with that Paul George trade than any of us suspected, and could they actually win a playoff series? Well, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the Clippers were incredibly high on from the moment they drafted him um, last year, uh, excuse me, two years ago now, two, you know, it was, you know, last season was a rookie year, obviously. So two Junes ago, they, they loved him. Um, just his, his, uh, his, his character, his mental makeup, obviously his skills. And it was just a matter of time. And you saw plenty of flashes from Shea during his rookie year. So it, it's not that surprising, but that's part of the leap that the Thunder have made in turning this around is is his play and you've got Chris Paul a Hall of Fame point guard next to him as as a mentor and, and backcourt partner and then uh, Dennis Schroeder has done a phenomenal job and they're they're, they're playing three point guard uh, lineups or three guard lineups a lot and they've just found a way to kind of you know make up for what they lost the last couple of years and in, 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 in most especially in, in trading Paul George and Russell Westbrook I mean they may win as many games this season as they did last year with Westbrook and Paul George. That would be an incredible achievement. And so, yeah, look, we all got it. You know, everybody praised Sam Presti for what a great deal he made for Paul George in terms of just the haul of picks he got. But Shea Gildas-Alexander was always uh, the the uh, jewel of that deal. And even getting Danilo Gallinari, you know, he was, you know, it's his last year of his deal. He could walk as a free agent, but he's a really, really good player. And so when you looked at their, their starting lineup, I thought, I thought they'd be hovering around the playoffs, you know, before the season started. And then, you know, then I thought, okay, all right, maybe, maybe I overestimated them. And maybe, I, you know, as it turns out, maybe I properly estimated them. They're, they've got just enough talent there. They're not real, real deep. The bench isn't great, but, Chris Paul, Plushe, Gilgis Alexander, Stephen Adams, Danilo Gallinari, uh, Dennis Schroeder is, is not bad. And this is a year we're in the West where it's a little more forgiving. So, Howard, the uh, last question from me is, is this. You talked about Doncic, and I think a lot of people are excited by the way he plays. What other young player excites you the most as you analyze the league right now? Because there are some pretty good uh, youngins out there. There are a lot. Um it's it's hard to, to go any one particular direction. I mean, I, the the guy, the two who come to mind right off the bat uh, are both young point guards who are just incredibly flashy and are just both happen to be in the West. That's De'Aaron Fox in Sacramento, and obviously John Morant in Memphis, who's just become a nightly highlight reel himself. And they they both, you know. In De'Aaron Fox's case, he saw some flashes early on. He's in year three now, but he's really starting to settle in nicely. But he's he's got incredible speed and he's crafty with the ball, and uh, and, and hyper athletic. And John Morant is is just incredibly athletic, and is playing like a guy in terms of his confidence and his decision making, who looks like he's already been in the league for five years and, and not you know three months. So you know, Morant is the runaway rookie of the year right now. I don't think that's likely to change. Um, and he's just just a blast to watch. So I would I would zero in on on those two guys at the moment. All right, there you hear it from uh, from Howard Beck, our smartest guest of the week, DJ. 
Really? Yeah. Hey, you got a pretty high IQ group, too. So yeah, we that's do. That's a major compliment right there. <laughs> Howard, I, I don't know. I think that's a pretty low bar with this group, frankly. But, but you know, thanks. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not nothing. You know, I'll put it in my, in my Twitter bio. We'll pass, we'll pass that along to Sam and Chris and some of the others. Uh, we, we, we appreciate it, Howard. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, fellas. All right. Howard Beck of Bleacher Report. DJ, uh, react to what he said. Yeah. Uh, what are you know, saying I, about Morant? That that kid is fun to watch. He is. He's, he's uh, walking highlights film. There's no doubt about that. I think what he said about the uh, All-Stars, I, I agree with most of what he said. I, I think they're both going to make it. I think there's going to be two Lakers. I think there's going to be two Clippers. I think there's going to be two Rockets and two Jazz guys. I think Denver's going to get one guy, especially now that the guy who is most likely to be the second guy has wrecked his ankle and is out indefinitely for the foreseeable future. So, But the Joker will get in, so that'll be nine. Um, Doncich will get in, that'll be ten. And that leaves two. Maybe it's Chris Paul, maybe it's Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe it's Brandon Ingram. My guess is that Brandon Ingram's going to find what the Jazz guys found. Your record's not good enough, and it's going to X him out. Carl Anthony Towns might find the same thing, although he's gotten in before with, on teams with bad records because his individual offensive numbers are so big. Well, I, I hope they both get in for different reasons. First of all, Donovan Mitchell is so fun to watch, and you know, in a setting like an all-star game where you know, defense is a rumor, Usually, I mean, can you imagine what he might be able to do in that setting? That would be a lot of fun to watch. And if Gobert gets in, what is he going to do? Yeah, I don't know. Is it, I mean, it's almost like there's peer pressure not to play any defense. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he could dunk if someone wants to pass him the ball. But yeah, I mean, so it, there's some alley oops during the game. So I yeah. see him get a couple alley oops. But wouldn't it be fun to see someone out there showboating around? <laughs> Hope the long arm of the law swoops in and blocks a shot. When was the last time you saw that happen in an all-star game? Yeah, that's not really. You know, <laughs> but see, the other thing is that the season's so long and it's so much energy that really I think, and it's tough when it's your first all-star game, but, you know, late in his career, Carl Malone wanted to go, and I can't prove this happened, but I really believe it did. You want to go because you don't want to be told you're a washed-up has-been and you're not an all-star anymore, right. right? You want to go. But as soon as you get there, you're like, Coach. What am I doing I, here? No, no, no. No, it's like, Coach, I don't want a zero in the scoreboard next to me. <laughs> but as soon as I get a bucket, if you want to take me out and get someone else some minutes, I'm good. I don't need – you know, whether you run around for two or 22 minutes, nobody remembers. Yeah, they're more there and, for just to associate and be honored. There's that, and I think also at the end of your career, people look back, were you a five-time All-Star yeah. or were you a ten-time All-Star? If you're yeah. a 15-time All-Star, holy cow, you know. So I think that you want to rack up the All-Star appearances. But within an All-Star game, does anyone really – care if you score two points or 12 or 22 i mean if you score 42 people are like oh he scored 42 in an all-star game i get that but yeah i'm like it's just a long season dude <laughs> you give the put the lineups on the legs of somebody who really you know isn't going to be in the playoffs anyway well there is the idea that uh for uh it's important for these jazz players to get into the all-star game to uh be attractive for other free agents and whatnot and i suppose that's still lingers. and to keep their own because gordon hayward one of the reasons yeah. he left yeah. is you can't get individual accolades right. here that being one now you can because rudy's gotten defensive player of the year twice yeah 
But if these guys can get, you know, get in an all-star game and then it becomes a routine thing. But I really think they've helped themselves by winning. Yeah. Here's the other thing we didn't I, mention. I think that's huge. There's three or four bids that in most years were going to the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That are available this year. <laughs> Good point. So how about jumping in the pool right now? And, and that's a short window that's going to close pretty quick. Well, kind of by by we'll next see. year, yeah. If they yeah. have one, two, or three, none of that will surprise you. All right, DJ and I, the big show, we're down here at the warehouse in Orem. Come see us. We have jazz gear we have uh, do we still have jazz tickets left we are down to our last pair of jazz jazz tickets while they last sacramento's gone there's two tickets to see the pacers you got to wear jazz gear we've had a lot of people with jazz gear walking in the store and they've walked out with a lot of tickets all right come on by and see us and you'll be rewarded the big show david james sitting in for jake scott austin's back in the studio and we are at the warehouse in orm and uh, tom you're giving stuff away down here we are uh finalizing the incredible deal with our adjustable beds uh i just had another caller called me that was at the home show and they saw an $8,300 bed that they were ready to buy and the wife put the brakes on they hesitated and he said is what you're saying true the base that I have across the street and I don't ever mention my competitors you know that Gordon but the competitor across the street the base that we're selling the entire package for 2900 bucks they're $3,900 for the base so what's the total come out to for what they're selling uh, uh, it depends on what mattress it can be 8000 to $15,000 and you're selling it for how much $2,999 two bases w- with massage with lumbar, with USB, with AC plug, with LED lights so you don't trip when you get up. The entire package, I've got three mattresses to choose from at that price. If you like latex, if you like gel-infused hybrid, if you like a solid gel-infused memory foam, I've got three mattresses to choose from. Their name brand, I can't mention the name, but the mattress is $2,700 per side on Amazon. Why are you selling it so cheap then? Uh, you've heard the story. A company closed their warehouse in Stockton, California. I bought five truckloads. I bought the entire inventory from this major manufacturer, their warehouse in Stockton, California. I bought them cheaper. I'm going to sell them to you cheaper than the stores buy them. Wow. So it's an incredible deal. The problem is, if you want the very best one, I only have 18 pieces left. That's nine beds. If you want the 1999 special, which is an incredible deal, latex mattress, head up, foot up, adjustable bed, all four pieces, two mattresses, two bases for 1999, I've got, I just got the mattresses locked up. I've got nine mattresses. So I've got eight sets of those left. So this is the last weekend. If you've been putting it off, do not put it off because you'll pay more than double. 
And 20% off everything else that's everything got the else, ticket on it around hey, the Listen, store? we're going to blow some stuff out. I need to move some coffee tables and some occasional tables. Take 30% off those. Rugs, 50% off. All bedding, if you need some sheets, 50% off. My price is already Costco price. Take 50% off of that. But everything else in the store, yellow tag or pink tag, 20% off. And that goes here and up in Salt Lake. That's right? correct. 86 East University Parkway in Orem, the old Toys R Us building, or in Salt Lake, 1967 South, 300 West, the warehouse. Boom. There you hear it. Come on by and see us. DJ and I are here, and Tom is here. He's the boss around here, so he can do whatever he wants. You come in and just start negotiating with him, he'll give you a deal. Oh, my gosh. You're going to get me beat up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's very generous. And he's very willing to lower his prices, so come see him. Come see him. DJ, I wanted to ask you about the University of Utah's football schedule that just came out. Do you have a thought on what's going on? BYU, Montana State, and Wyoming uh, are the non-conference games. Six roadies, six home games in the schedule. USC, Washington at home, Arizona State on the road. A bye week before the Thursday game at UCLA, that's a positive. Uh, I don't like that there's three Saturdays that won't be playing football. I don't mind the opener so much. Um, keeps it off Labor Day weekend, and I know people all have their plans, and they seem to be well attended. And I love opening with the, the Utah-BYU game. There aren't a lot of big yeah. games week one, so that gives it some sizzle, mm-hmm. gets some, some, both schools some national attention. It gives BYU an opportunity to talk about how badly they want to beat the Utes, and then it gives an opportunity for the Utes to go ahead and beat them again. More importantly, <laughs> it gives us a chance to ask BYU-Utah questions for months <laughs> without the easy dodge of we're taking them one at a time and only focused on the next game. Yeah, well, the next game's Utah-BYU, so answer the question, Your Honor. <laughs> Your Honor, can you make them answer the question? Um, I'd like to ask you, how long will it take before BYU beats Utah again? What would you, how would you Well, answer? there's a couple of answers to that. One is in about eight months, and another is a couple of years after you and I die. <laughs> well, there, there have been some there's, tight games. There, there have been tight games. I think that in all seriousness, you know, recruiting is 90% of the deal. We've heard that from a lot of coaches. Kyle Whittingham has said it about 20 million times. And recruiting in Utah changed the day the Utes joined the Pac-12. It gave the Utes something that BYU couldn't say. Even if you're not going to Rose Bowl, you tell the kids, you might, you could, and you're going to make the difference. And every kid wants to hear that, and BYU can't say it. So that's an advantage. And then the second thing is the rest of the Pac-12 that have never recruited Utah very hard started recruiting Utah yeah. pretty hard. And no one school Talk to David is, Shaw about that. No one school's gutting the state. Stanford under Shaw is the mm-hmm. most aggressive. But there are periodically kids going to Washington State and USC and UCLA. And obviously an elite receiver went to Washington. And, Oregon has and been a big Oregon draw, has yeah. come in and gotten a couple kids. And, and so it's just like it's a thousand and paper cuts, you know, and if, if if BYU had four or five of those kids, difference makers at the top of their roster make a huge difference, so that's hurt. So you can't talk about the, the rivalry now the way you could a decade ago. It's so, changed, but if they're going to beat Utah, a year when Utah has to replace, I don't know, nine defensive starters <laughs> and their starting quarterback and their starting running back might be the year to get them. It is at Rice Eccles. No, and, and home, in a way, hasn't mattered no, not in this lot. rivalry. Mm-hmm. What matters is travel, time on an airplane, distance traveled. Teams seem to handle that poorly. 
Okay, so you gave the recruiting pitch for the Utes. It's if it's if you're Kalani Sataki, what is his pitch? Oh, you really wanted to go to BYU, you know? It's it's a <laughs> mom and dad went to BYU, and that doesn't even work. Uh, all I, I think you have to go the other way now. It's kind of like you, you know, the the elite kid in the state seems to be going to Oregon or Washington or USC. If you look at the rankings, so you're not getting that, and that hurts because BYU is used to getting that kid. But you know, okay, can you offer playing time, right? you don't have the star players in the depth the other schools have, well, then someone's not going to get stuck behind those star players in the depth. So I would pitch playing time because literally everybody wants playing time. Are you interested in playing time? No, I'm really not, said no recruit ever. <laughs> so, you know, you got to look at what you have. you got a chance to – and you pitch the schedule and all the big-time teams oh, how, are going to play. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. a good uh, – really, especially, I mean, schedule like they have coming up. I mean, that's a big-time schedule. That's a P5 schedule. How hard do you hit the religion thing? I think it depends on the kid. I yeah. think that really matters to some kids. It matters a little bit to other kids, and it doesn't matter to other kids. So you just got to know who you're talking to. But I think that's always the thing about recruiting. There's no one thing with the possible exception of playing time because everyone really does love that that appeals to every kid. You know, I've, yeah. I've asked Morgan about this because he's recruiting Texas about, you know, do you have to play there? And he says that matters to one kid going back to play and another kid it doesn't matter to. The games are on TV and that's good enough. You know, so uh, when you talk about someone like Morgan, Morgan Scali, we're mm-hmm. talking about. I wonder how important the personality of the coach is on the initial visit. A lot. A lot. Because, man, it, you can see a, a, a parent saying, I like this guy. Right. I can trust this guy. I can I can let my kid go play in that program I, because I like him. I would advise parents to devalue that, but I don't think they're going to. Because you think it's a sales pitch? No, because coaches move around too much. Just because you have a great relationship with that coach doesn't mean that coach is going to be there. I mean, just start picking assistant coaches. And maybe Utah's a different not maybe, it really is. I think you can look and say over time, coaches here move less. But they still move. But they move less. So there's a little more value in that. Well, Morgan you, just got extended. If you look at most football, Morgan, they, Morgan's, they, Morgan's an outlier, though. How did, they, at, how did they phrase that? Enhanced. And it, I thought it was an amendment. Is yeah. there an amendment to the con? Yeah. yeah something. So I Don't just, you have to vote on that? you got to get a two-thirds vote? <laughs> yeah, and Kyle has all the votes. <laughs> You can vote on whatever you want. There's 100 votes. Yep, Kyle's got them all. Do whatever you want. All right, we'll continue on. Uh, we have the Not Sports Report coming up next, uh, and that's always a highlight of uh, of the show. Uh, DJ, I don't know where you are on that, but uh, that's what I always I, say. I got, anyway. I got something to tell you about that. I, got, we, I had an experience we, of my own this week. That, oh, good. Social media that didn't have anything to do with sports. We'll continue on with the list. We've got the NFL playoffs coming up this weekend. A lot of people think this is the best weekend of the NFL season. Uh, got cheating on the list, and uh, we got Ron Boone coming up at 5 o'clock. The Booner, MJB in the afternoon. MJB, and for those of you who don't know what that means, oh, that was a long time ago, DJ. How long is that, 20 years? Uh, yeah. But that, yeah. I'm not that old. <laughs> You're uh, you exactly the same. I would say it ended 19 years ago. 19 years ago. I think ago. 2001 is when the, the band was broken up. That when, is more than half my life. DJ and I and Ron Boone did a get up in the morning back when daily. you were more cantankerous. People think PK's cantankerous. They should have heard Gordon. How do you deal with PK? It's easy. I dealt with Gordon back when he was younger, crankier, and feistier. You called me an idiot once. Well, that's because, you know. 
Do you recall that? I do. If the, yeah. You know, if I probably was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Although I saw, You're an idiot. I saw a list recently of uh, potential NFL future NFL cities, and Salt Lake was on the list. Really? And that's what you called me an idiot over because I said. Oh, was that what? I didn't remember what it was about. I just yeah, remember doing it. Yeah, because I was literally could have been about stupid, a lot of stuff. Right down the line. Because <laughs> I was saying Salt Lake City would make a good place. I think we're talking about maybe the Chargers coming up here. Nobody. Here's the problem. Who's going to build the stadium? It's a billion bucks to build an NFL stadium. Who's going to lay out that kind of cash? Yeah. Tell me who's going to do that. Everyone's like, well, will people go on Sunday? We'll never know. There's not going to be a stadium to go to. you got Technology Alley over here in Lehigh now. you got a bunch of companies coming in here. you got all kinds of billions of dollars coming in. you got the fastest growing economy uh, of any state in the nation. That's you all got- true, but you haven't answered the question. Who's going to drop the billion dollars before you buy a team, which that's probably going to be three billion, I don't know. I the think Clippers you're... went for two billion. How are you going to get an NFL team for less than three? The NFL is worth way more than any other sport. It's true. It's expensive. It's expensive. But now that Las Vegas is going to have the Raiders, I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe the West, uh, the West shall conquer. Uh, I think your argument back then was uh, attendance on Sunday. You're an idiot, Gordon. <laughs> On that note, we'll be right back. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I'm crying because I love you. Welcome back in. It is the big show. We're at the warehouse in Orem. We'll be talking to Tom in a minute, but first, the Not Sports Report. And by the way, the, the artist you hear, name is Rizzo or Blitzo. Lizzo. Or Lizzo. Not Rizzo's a Muppet. <laughs> Come on, Gordon. <laughs> Sorry. Lizzo. Uh, chosen by uh, DJ, who is sitting in for Jake. Not Sports Report is brought to you by LHM Used Car Supermarket. The Not Sports Report brought to you by the Used car supermarket with over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Not only is DJ sitting in for Jake, but DJ has actually hijacked the Not Sports Report today. It's his baby. I've lived it this week, Gordon. It's the, the Not Sports Report has completely messed up my Twitter mentions. What is it? So last weekend on the news, Mark Cabell was filling in for the vacationing Brian Malahi. Brian was smart enough to have family that lives in Florida. And <laughs> Brian, turns out, doesn't need to really see the family in August. But in January, he really <laughs> yearns to reconnect. <laughs> okay. Okay. Brian didn't just fall off the turnip truck. <laughs> Brian's got a man with a plan. Yes. So uh, at the end, right before talking sports, I'm standing on set ready to go. And Mark reads this story. And I think... Well, everybody loves pet stories. I'm going to go post that on Twitter, having no idea. It was Lizzo. Remember I was telling you, like, she cut a, a song 2016. It was on an album, and then three years later, it's a hit. You know, no time. instant gratification, right? Right, right. So I post this video. This isn't quite the same thing. I post this video on Sunday. It gets a little <laughs> traction on Sunday, Monday, and then it blows up Wednesday and Thursday and goes viral. Oh, yeah? Okay. Now, normally, if I post something, maybe, you know, 10,000 impressions, that's pretty good. If it gets to 50,000, that's big. Video views, uh, you know, maybe 
certainly 2,000, and something goes big, 5,000. Gordon, this video of a cat in L.A. <laughs> in a backyard, you can look at it. See, the backyard's kind of triangular. There's a hill and a retaining yeah. wall, uh-huh. right? So what happens is the cat is left out overnight. There's coyotes in the neighborhood. Oh, no. Yes, three coyotes on the uh, deck there, and the cat is fighting off three coyotes. Look at the that. coyotes want the cat for a snack. And look at, <laughs> there's Max, the cat, inside the door. Max lived. Max fought off the three coyotes. Wow, look at that. Right? Yeah. Just coming to swipe in the pot. And there's, there's Max. Nobody ate, nobody ate Max. Nobody <laughs> bit Max's head. Nuh-uh. Max repelled the three coyotes. Gordon. That's impressive. Okay, that is. Now, check this out, Gordon. How many views do you see down there in the corner? 1.5 million? Nothing in my mentions for two days. I'm trying to, you know, I tweet out the question in the morning, whatever PK and I are talking about, and there's like one response about Donovan Mitchell, followed by 28 people commenting on a cat and a coyotes. Mm. Followed by one mention about Rudy Gobert, followed by 147 people commenting on the cats and coyotes. <laughs> Max the cat in L.A., you can go to my Twitter feed and check it out. I, all I did was uh, one cat greater than three coyotes. People all over are commenting on this. It's, yeah, it's unbelievable how it's blown up. Well, the cat does have one advantage. That is? It's got claws. <laughs> there it is. But that is, I mean, those are... Those, yeah. It's about a 30-second video. You can see the cat fight off. The and cat's the, name is Max? Yeah. Max, uh, Max is considerably smaller than those, uh, those coyotes. And nonetheless, they went away hungry. And Max, although the owners did say Max is going to be staying indoors overnight from now on. Well, be, yeah. No roaming about the neighborhood. Well, I mean, is, was he locked out or is there a cat door? I think they or? left him. No, there was no. Well, it doesn't look like it because Max, Max, is, Max is skilled in battlefield tactics. <laughs> Max, Max has his back Max to the wall. Max has got his butt his up against the, the house. Wall. And he's looking at the three bobbing left and right. But he didn't let them have the 360. Degree. He's fighting off at 180 degrees there. He's so is there a lesson to this? Is there a lesson, don't a life your, lesson? Don't leave your cat out <laughs> no, overnight. No, I mean... <laughs> I mean, there's plenty, I mean, of, I mean, there's plenty of foothills along the Wasatch Front, <laughs> and there's bound to be coyotes and cougars, no. and your pet is a snack waiting so, to happen. <laughs> so don't so, do it. Is there apple? Is there application for a human being somehow, other than don't leave your pet out? A, don't leave your pet out. B, stand even one on three. Even one on three, stand your ground and fight. All you right. got a chance. Okay. You got it like Lizzo. It could take three years before that record blows up, but you can end up on Saturday Night Live with Eddie Murphy <laughs> looking out in the crowd thinking, I'm living the dream. I got there. I battled. I slept in my car in Minnesota, but I'm here now. All and right. they can never take Saturday Night Live away from me. <laughs> well done, DJ. Well done. Before we hand over to uh, talk to Tom. I put the sing wait. in the single. Okay, I'll stop. Austin. Austin's got some uh, Mike Conley breaking news. Austin, what do you got? Yeah, the Utah Jazz just tweeting out moments ago, Mike Conley probable for tomorrow night's game. Hey, 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 can't we have a sounder with that? Let's dress it up uh, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Come on, I, did, I didn't want to delay any don't longer. I wanted to get me. Right. Don't cheat me out. Now to the International News Desk. With no, there's a this says bum, 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 breaking news. <laughs> That's for if he is for sure playing. Come Yuck, on. No, it's good enough. Probable's good enough. All right, They've fine. held out on us long enough. They've been super confident. Breaking news. All right, deliver that. I'm sure you've seen this everywhere by now, but Mike Conley, probable. <laughs> Coming off that left hamstring strain tomorrow night. Back to you at our uh, news desk at the warehouse. Thank you, Walter Cronkite. <laughs> and that's the way it is. <laughs>
Probably. <laughs> now, Probably. See, he did it right. He did. He did do it right. And see, Tom even smiled. Tom, we're here, and Tom's yeah. getting ready to. Tom's getting ready to sell some beds over there. See, but Tom was like, he heard the smile. He's like, that is schmaltzy, DJ. No wonder you wanted it played. <laughs> if they're saying probable, he's going to play. Tom. That's what I think. Yeah. I think so. All right. Might as well just be a fact. Probably. I think so, and I hope he goes off for forty. That would be hilarious, wouldn't it? Be if he came back and just dropped the hammer. I if he would did, love if it. he did that, he'd have to do it like Jazz ten minutes by twenty. He's got. Can to, you imagine the the national reaction to that? People would be talking about the Jazz in a whole other way. There wouldn't be a peep. He's going to do it the night before the <laughs> AFC and NFC title game. You think they're going to leave PTI on Monday with Mike Conley drop forty? <laughs> we'll want to squeeze it in the end after the errors before the birthday. It won't get as many views as your Max I tell you, the Cat story. I tell you, you got the AFC title game, you got the NFC title game, you got Max the Cat, and then maybe you got Mike Conley. Okay, so Tom, and, and he's got to drop 40 points in 10 minutes. Isn't he going to be on a minutes restriction? Yeah, that would be, uh, that would be some kind of achievement. Uh, Tom, if you were going to, you've said that uh, with your adjustable beds that people sleep better. If you were going to sell it to DJ right now, explain to him and all our listeners how these beds make you sleep better. Everybody has issues when they sleep. Do you ever have a sore back? No. <laughs> Do you sleep on your side? Yes. Do your feet ever swell? Probably. Do you get... Did you uh, say swell or smell? Smell. Uh, oh, smell, definitely. Probably. Yeah, definitely. No, 100% on the 100%. smell. 100%. Um, adjustable beds is like a yoga pose. And I have a daughter. She's a, a, a yoga guru. She danced at BYU, and now she's a dance teacher at a school in Salt Lake. But there's a, uh, a yoga pose where you get in a ball, and then you roll your back up, and it you opens your spine. You don't have to tell spine. me. I know. You, you know how to do it. <laughs> DJ, I knew it. That's why I brought it up. The bed can do that for you at night where it opens your spine. That's it. That's that's the one. Is that's that it? That's, that's the one. Look, it's you. Do you do yoga? The face is a little off. <laughs> you look Dude. like, you know what you look like? You look like one of those uh, uh, blow-up uh, dirigible Careful. balloons Careful. during the Macy's Day Parade or something. That's you what like I thought of. Underdog. underdog. There it is, underdog. You look like a big, fat balloon. <laughs> I'm not doing your show again. So anyway. call PK a big, fat balloon. I'll tell you that right now. I got to take a page out of PK's book. He's right. I got to toughen up. I apologize for everything I ever said, PK. You're right. You just called me a big hey, fat balloon. No, no, I said the pose. You called me a big fat balloon. Don't hey. sugarcoat it, Gordon. <laughs> All right, explain, Tom, because he's that was the pose. So the bed can do that for you, where it opens your spine and takes all this relief off. The American Heart Association says if you can put your body in zero gravity, and what that basically means is your feet are above your heart. So there's a one-touch zero gravity where it brings your feet above your heart. If you can do that for an hour, one hour a day, it adds years to your life, according to the American Heart Association. So there's all kinds. If you think about it. My feet above my heart for an hour a day will add a year to my life. Not a year. They say years. Ooh. I don't know the definition of years. Maybe Seem two. Like two minimum, right? Two minimum. Plus, if you like watching TV in bed, If you like watching TV, if you like reading in bed. For me, um, it changed my life. I have diabetes. I have serious neuropathy problems. My feet get this big. Big. Hmm. Every day I had to soak my feet in the morning or I couldn't walk. Now I get out of bed, I don't have any issues. Um, so there's lots and lots and lots. But there are studies done. I know that uh, 
University of Pennsylvania Medical School Medical School did a survey and a study for the Sealy Mattress Company. And basically, it shows that if you can get better sleep, you're more productive in every area of your life. Now, what Ambien helps? Uh, I don't know that that's true. Doesn't I, help I, you? I've heard that the Ambien, the, the quality of sleep you get isn't as good. Uh, Reparative, or your body doesn't repair itself the same way. I, you need someone with more medical. Look at me, Gordon. Yeah, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, I've, look, look I've read good. that. Out. No, but good. I do believe that there are a lot of payoffs in your life to better sleep. That and that that's there sure. are lots yeah, of there are lots. So if you can get more comfortable, and if you can get in a position where you're not rolling over because you are you have an extremity that falls asleep and it's numb. An adjustable bed will help you with that. Man, you've got like you a, you've got on your side on your arm and thing falls asleep. You're trying to move it at 2 a.m. Oh, oh, honey. Oh, look at it. I can't move my eyes. So, you, so you've got adjustable beds for just about every pocketbook. I do. If you are looking for a spare bedroom, I've got a queen adjustable bed, including the mattress, for four ninety nine. It's what you're going to pay for the mattress anywhere on the street for a cheap queen. If you want the very best, I've got the very best queen, a latex with every feature on the base for $12.99. It's a $4,000 to $8,000 package, depending on what brand and what store you buy it at. Now, I feel bad because PK never visits us. We did an Austin special. I'm going to do the PK special. Oh, wow. You're sitting on as nice as it gets. This is you know very this piece. Yes. One of the nicest brands in the industry. I'm not allowed to mention it. I had 40 of them. You remember when we started yeah. a few months uh-huh. ago? This has power recline, power headrest, USBs. Lift up that armrest there, PK or DJ. See the USBs right there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there they are. Yeah. The cup holders, you know those uh, new water bottles that are that cool tech you put mm-hmm. ice at last? Sure. That is the same material. Keeps your favorite beverage cool. This is a $2,600 piece at our friends up the street and in Salt Lake down the street. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I yeah. won't mention names. I just got down the street. I just got that. You got it. This is twenty six ninety nine. I have four left. I have two in Salt Lake and four in Orm. $899. Bucks. Mm. Now, we're going to call it the PK Special. All right. Not because he's a lazy boy or anything, but he nice. just likes nice. 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 PK likes nice. PK right. likes nice. Don't forget your favorite word. Boom. Boom. There you go. Come on down and see us here at the warehouse. Uh, 86 East University. The old Toys R Us building. I think uh, I think we're a little over time here, aren't we? Again. Yeah. Austin, are we? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's get out of here. We'll be right back. Ron Boone will join us. MJB in the afternoon. Don't miss it.